Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that believes riding in the smoke is good for resistance training. This is the Pack Filled Podcast. We are live at River City Brewing in Spokane, Washington. Hi everybody. Let's prove that people are here live. Can we hear? Thank you very much. I'm Pat Bulger, host of the podcast. I finally found a way to drink beer in a bar with a microphone and not be thrown out immediately. This is a new take on the show, live, something I've always wanted to do, but uh, couldn't get anybody to show up. So I invited friends to be on the show that actually have social lives. Uh, first, let's start local. Are there anybody who did folk, uh, Spokefest today? I, I know we have one. One, two, three. Well, you got some people who did Spokefest. Well done, well done you guys. Um, uh, smoke-free day to ride for you guys, which I know is a, a nice thing for the people who are listening somewhere else in the continental United States or world, they would all know, not know that we were completely uh, toxic levels of smoke over the last week, and we finally got some good ones here. I do want to take a chance to apologize first. I set up the sound for Spokefest this morning uh, to the, the poor gentleman who lives right above the finish area of Spokefest. Um, I was playing music that did not belong to me, and uh, uh, setting up sound at 6 o'clock in the morning. And um, needless to say, I had to do a sound check at 6 o'clock in the morning. So um, I think it was the Pointer Sisters were playing at that given point in time. And this poor gentleman stuck his head out the window and he said, uh, hey, w when does the, the race start? And I said, I think about 8.30. And he looks at his watch and he goes, you know how effing horrible it is to wake up to the Pointer Sisters? <laughs> and I said... Yeah, man, I, I'm really sorry. And, and then he looked at his watch again, and he just said, Pointer Sisters! And he walked back into his house. So I got to apologize to that poor guy. Um, even worse, I think the next song was Country. Um, worst choice for living at the venue. 
Um, so today on the show, we've got three of my, uh, I'm calling this the roadie episode because uh, the guys with me here are roadie. We've got a lot of stuff that happened throughout today. Uh, today, especially September 10th, we had the end of the Vuelta a España. We had uh, obviously Spoke Fest. We had all kinds of stuff happening. Mountain Bike Worlds were held this past weekend. I watched for a bit. I have to say I'm officially old because I think um, I like things better in the olden days. If any of you guys saw Mountain Bike Worlds, you might agree with me. It's basically turned into a cyclocross having a baby with downhill racing. It's basically a circuit course that's just turned into brutal technical areas. And so there we go. But we've got road racers on our, on our panel today, and I'm going to introduce them one at a time here. First of all, definitely a lifelong cyclist and perpetually a fit one, which makes me jealous. He's one of the founders of River City Cycling Team, where we happen to be right now. He finally got a beer because we were giving him crap. A club now so big, River City, I think they must give away toasters to new members. Welcome back to the Pack Filler Podcast, the great Paul Maine. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Hey, man. How are you? You guys Good. can make reactions Good. out there. You guys are alive. I think we well, should really it is me. That's just a reflection on me, Pat. It is. It's not. It is. They'll get a larger roar than me. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Second on our list, he is a roadie. He's a runner. We will forgive him for that. He's a cancer survivor. He's a total grump on Twitter. He rides for a team that has Audi as a sponsor, which must mean that he thinks he's better than all of us and constantly judging us. Welcome back to the podcast, Ted Chauvin. I, I am better than you, Pat. I, well, it's, it's a given. It's a given. That's why I had you here. And third, I'd like to call this next guest the youngster of the panel, because he is. You, can t you can't really tell looking at him, but this guy's pretty damn fast. He's a semi-professional smartass and will likely make multiple jokes at my expense today throughout the podcast. Let's welcome newbie to the show, Nigel Davies. I don't know why they're clapping. <laughs> because the smart-ass thing. They're looking forward to it. Yeah. And we got to say the coincidence that he actually rides for a team that has named beer. Now, I would like to ask before we even get into this, where did the name of beer come up? Besides well, the fact that you guys drink it. It was a natural fit. I wanted the team to be about something I cared about. All right. Man of many words, Nigel Davies, everybody. <laughs> So uh, we do have one Spokefest rider here today, right? Nigel, you competed the, the entire event by yourself. The, the word compete is not what you want for Spokefest. I participated. And that's a, you, that'll become an important distinction as we move on. How was the, the morning? Now, they, they stage it in groups, correctly. correct? They, can, they send some guys off who want to go fast, who want to go first? No, th th there's no uh, self-seating. It's uh, how far are you going to go? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the 50, the I was 21, it, and the 9. I was told it was staged or something like that. So they you, can you were thinking about a race, and, and again, this was a participation event, Well, I, th which is great. I mean, we, we need that in Spokane. There is a, okay, there's a question I have in there for all three of you guys in terms of this. Um, Spokefest is a, is a traditional, this is a 10-year-old event that uh, Spokane's been doing. It's great for a lot is of new riders. Is it really 10 years old? This is the 10th year they've done it. And it's still this not... Ted's never done it. I, yeah, I have not done it. It goes by our house. Um, <laughs> it, okay, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. Now, uh, my, my question is, and, and actually this is a good question, especially when it comes to 
um, where we're going to lead with some of this in terms of where road cycling is going. What was the entry fee for Spokefest? Anybody know? Ten bucks? Anybody? How many? Ten? Twenty? Eight fifty with a coupon. My my question here is is um, and I, I don't mean this to bash on the event at all, but here we here we're living in a world where this is a loop that we train on on a regular basis. Um, what is the draw to an event like this for people who train on that loop all of a sudden say, okay, Sunday I'm going to actually do the same loop and I'm going to pay to do it? I think it really the the purpose of Spokefest was to get people out on their bikes that normally wouldn't, and it wasn't supposed to be an intimidating, you know, guys out on their full kit. Uh, I've done it three times. I did the very first year. And then uh, it was probably about three years ago, it became a race. And I was there, and of course, I was a part of that. But, you know, but I think it, it, it you know, pe there is people, you put people on bikes that are going to be competitive. There's no way around it. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a good thing for Spokane. I think it's constantly growing. I don't know what the number was this year. But, you know, it, how much? Anybody know? How many? 1,300 people, which is good. And, then, you know, you get kids out there. They have, like, activities for kids. It's a good thing. So knock the hell out of trying to bash this. No, I, I no I'm just kidding. Yeah, kidding. No, yeah. no, it so, sounds like I'm bashing on it because it, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, seriously, it goes right behind our house. And we were walking the dogs, and we were watching it today. And there's a lot of people out there. We saw, what, 200 people maybe on bikes? We didn't know one of them. You know, really? Which is... <laughs> Which yeah, means, in Spokane, that's uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. In Spokane, that's pretty rare, and yeah. and it was kind of cool to see because it's not the crowd that we're thinking of, right? And we can. Is it road racing or road cycling? It's road cycling, and if it's meant to be something to get people out on their bikes, I think they do a very good job of that. From the, my backyard, at least that's what I can see, and I think it's I think it's good. I would love to see, and I know there was room. I think there was rumors about this in the past of like trying to combine a race with it, and I would love to see something like that, but I don't think it'll ever happen. A race at the same time? No, a race is part like make it an actual fest. Okay, right, not just one event. They were talking about having a crit the day before having a whole festival for the whole weekend. In fact, uh, a team that no longer existed uh, did a downtown crit, and that's when it kind of um, was going to try and match those two up, but oh, okay. that downtown crit failed, and so did the team. So, yeah. And that brings well, we us back to the point of road cycling. But there's a new yeah. hotel there. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a giant hotel now. Yeah. So. Well, I, think, I, I think a crit right through Kendall Yards would be pretty awesome. Through, through around here? Well, no, through Kennelly Yards as well. Oh, no, through because, because that's all those businesses have already accepted bicyclists. And that seems to be one of our big downfalls is that businesses don't want the cycling in their front yard. And everybody down that Kendall Yards High Street accepts it. Well, this is also, actually, this is perfect timing because my, my, the, the question that seems to be coming up on the show a lot, and I think it's going to continue on here, and it justifies bringing it up again, is what's the current status of road cycling? I don't know if it's the consistent status in the United States, or if it's just here, or if it's just our region. Uh, numbers are dying, races are falling apart, um, or, or is it just in a lull where, with numbers in road cycling? Plummeting, I guess we could probably say. We are at a severe lull right now. I mean, it's getting old, and um, what I mean by getting old is 
<laughs> the, com- the, the people who part- the people who participate <laughs> are getting old and yeah. and uh, it's not growing at all and it's in the state I can tell you that it's dying a slow death there's there were two new events this year and out of all of the new or out of all of the road racing events that occurred only one had higher numbers than the previous year so that's not a good sign um, Actual numbers of racers in the state, I think, is down by 150, 200. Nigel, you kind of know that. It's, it sounds about, about, that sounds about right. So it, it's definitely, it's in a lull, it's dying. Gravel racing is what's becoming a bigger thing. Um, and I used to make fun of it more, but it's actually becoming a pretty big thing. It's something I wouldn't enjoy, but people do. And those events are growing exponentially. What do you equate it to? Does anybody have an, an idea that, it, I mean, I've heard, I've heard everything from USA Cycling fees and uh, getting officials on the road and road permits and that types of thing to killing it. I, I don't think it's any of that stuff. I think that people don't like being told they suck at things. And road racing really quickly figures out <laughs> who sucks. It's, it's a hard truth, isn't it? Pat, you're laughing, but you know that's true. It's because I suck. It's well, well I mean, Pat, we, we, we have a, when was the last time you came out for a road race? Well, that's what Pat said in the past. It's, it's not fun to hop in a group and get, you know, five minutes into it and you get popped. And, I have know, not. It's not. It's hard to get people to going. Yeah, but. yeah I, it, I've done one road race since my diagnosis, and I was telling my wife this morning, I'm like, I think I'm pretty much done with bike racing, meaning road racing, because you can't. We can't talk now. You can't. I can't talk to you anymore. He's got to find another way to support it, the sport. It's, it's, it's it, you know, cyclocross works because it's participatory and you're racing the guy in front of you and the guy behind you, right? Triathlon works because you're racing against yourself. Running, to bring that up, oh. uh, sorry. Um, that works because, once again, you're competing against yourself and others around you. Road racing, once you get dropped, you suck. Yeah, or you get pulled and, in a and crit. It's, and it's... Yeah, you get pulled in a crit, which is even more embarrassing than sucking, I guess. But um, it, it's, it's, it's like a, somebody blows a whistle to let you and, know and that it's, you suck. It's a, I don't know, we don't want to suck anymore. We want to make Especially it. when there's options out there that are like a Fondo where it's all about finishing. And that removes the sucking because it's all about just competing and, and, and finishing off the, the ride, just like a triathlon would be. On some levels. What can road cycling do to alter this, though? Because we're looking at okay, gravel racing, I can understand. You can have a group at the front who can actually be competing. They can ha- you can be st- striving to be the winner of the race. But for the everyday average Joe who's in back farther in the group, they can still be able to race against themselves or against the course. How can, we, how can road cycling create something like that? It, it can't. So it's done. It's done. I, I, I mean, I really don't. There's many of us in this right here, right now, who have road raced a lot and don't road race as much as we used to because it's just, it's hard. And, and it's not, as the sport grows or shrinks, it's hard to have as much fun with it. So it's, it was a lot more fun when there were 60 guys racing out there and you get dropped because you get dropped with some two or three other people probably. But now you get dropped and you're by yourself. I think one of the things that, that would make a lot more road racers come to the sport 
especially from places like triathlon. That's how I got here. I know. Really? I know. I feel that. I feel that pain. I feel your pain right there. Yeah. Is that you learn that if you specialize in a sport, you can get really fast at it, and it will help you to become a much better rider by riding and racing road. And your triathlon will only go up, not down, if you go out there and try to do it. And there's a huge market for that, right? Like, there's a lot of triathletes out there that you could pull in, and Fondo riders who might be really into that. I think, I think we, you know, what keeps me going, although, you know, I have things in my life that kept me from racing the last three years, you know, work or, you know, I had knee problems last year. It's always something. Yeah, that's cycling's all about. Excuses, as we know. But, you know, what really gets me going is uh, not just how I finish, but trying to read a race. Um, you, know, you know, where do I need to be? If I'm not strong, where do I need, you know, who's, who's riding good? Who's, you know, and that, you know, what can I do? What can I, this guy is stronger at this part of the, you know, like going up hills. What do I need to do to get him to burn some gas, you know, or, or he can out sprint me? I mean, that's what keeps it alive. I mean, it's a, a very cerebral sport beyond, and I'm not, you know, like individual sports, <clears throat> there's even cyclocross and I did it for a couple of years. And it's just a matter of, you know, you go out, you got 45 minutes of effort, you time in it, you know, that type of thing. And it is what it is. Same with, you know, mountain biking at the time was, uh, you know, it's just basically a time trial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at England, I mean, majority of the races, most of these guys got started, it's time trials for that same reason. And the road racing is what, you know, they eventually got into. So I, I, I think that maybe, I'm not saying that it's the cure-all, but if there's an education to teach people, cycling is not just what you see on the Tour de France. That's a bad example. But, you know, you start seeing these guys who fight and, 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 to get like even the top 10 and like Perry Roubaix or one of the classics, those guys, you look, they, they've been doing this for a long time and they're using everything possible. And it's, to me, it's a fantastic sport at that level. So. That, at that level is great, but that, what is that going to do uh, in three years to local racing? Are the days of a local weekend stage race well, dwindling? I, I, Are they going I don't away? know. I don't have a remedy for it, but I think that that's what everybody's basing. It sounds like to me, everybody's saying, you know, it's not fun to get dropped or, you know, the, the you know, doing a triathlon or doing a, run, a running race. Uh, you know, you have your own time or a grand fondo or something, or a PR. Well, road racing or crits, there certainly isn't that at all by any means. But I think you need to, like, expand a little bit and understand, and maybe people understand you know, crap, even the greatest guys don't win all the time. You know, locally you have some guys, you know, like these beer idiots over there that just dominate <laughs> ah, yeah. our, you know. Sorry about and, that. <clears throat> you know, every team comes around, like locally, that comes in a new team, and they got all the, the great riders, and then pretty soon you get all these people complaining, you know, ver Vertical Earth several years ago, we had a team, and it just dominated, just dominated all the local races, you know, and then... Our team for, I think we had a little blip there for a while, and then beer comes around, you know, and, yeah. and it's still fun to me because, yeah, I'm getting my butt kicked and I get dropped, but, you know, uh, I will see say, how far I'm going to go. I would say one of the things that I like is that recently they've been showing shorter stages of Grand Tours and showing you the beginning of the race and seeing 
how it evolves and so that you can see the tactics. You mean shorter or longer stages? Shorter stages where they're fully televised. Oh, okay. And I see what you're saying. Seeing the how the break gets established is fascinating and how there's tactics to who's gonna pull, who's gonna do what, and that the ability to understand the tactics is starting to come in. And Dude, hopefully that would it's it's actually like watching paint dry. <laughs> the first part of it. No, it really is. I'm sorry. It is. It's not that exciting. It's exciting because you understand it. Thank you. True. You know, yeah. True. To, to, a, to the casual guy who's just like watching the Packers beat the Seahawks. Um, uh, it, it, That's it's, sick. it's like watching paint dry. But I, what I what I I'll throw out there is you you even go to a local half marathon, local 5K. There's an event around it. There's not ever an event around cycling. You roll up, you warm up with your teammates, you pin your number on, you go race your bike, you get back in your car, and you leave. Um, you go to a local 5K, they're gonna have some stuff raffling off, which just drives me nuts, but they have that. They have banners up, they make kind of more of a show about it, and that's just a local little rinky-dink 5K um, that you can do that. You go to a larger event, and there's even more stuff going on. You go to a large cycling event, it's still pretty low key, even you know, an NRC type race. So I don't think cycling does a good job to playing to its surroundings and to, it just plays to its participants and the, the whole point of it is go out, race your bike, then you're done, but there's no atmosphere before or afterwards. Which is what Fondos do. Which is what Fondos do, you know, you have the little beer tent, you have stuff like that. And, and if bike racing did something like that, I think it could actually help. And that's why Cross works, because Cross you have beer and you have food trucks and stuff like that. And well, that, I fun. think that's what Colorado Classic this year tried to do. They had bands coming in and everything. So uh, Paul, I think... Paul just got a text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get home soon, sweetie. <laughs> so, yeah, Milk, it's, eggs, butter. I think that's, you know, the, the kind of a focus. I think a bigger thing for, for even putting on an event, I mean, there's a lot of people agree. I've batted around like a, like a park series. We have some great parks here in Spokane. And I always, uh, there's a guy in here, Mike Surratt, who, who puts on a race. And, you know, who's also I was on his phone. Yeah, he's on his phone over there, too. So, but I mean, we were talking about promotions, and we need people to promote. I, I hate promoting. And there's a long story about the Mother's Day massacre I won't get into. Uh, yeah, but it, anyway, when I was too. doing it. Yeah. So, um, his eye just started twitching. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I think finding the right people that want to do something like that. And, but logistically, putting on a road race is a nightmare. And even way back before we had all the rules that we do now, I mean, we did Spokane River Roubaix, which is, uh, you know, going up Charles Road before it was paved and all that type of thing. Waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, laying out all these signs, laying out, you know, just, it's crazy. And race directors so. are getting to the point now, too, where they're terrified before an event starts, their numbers are down, and they just, they, they pull the plug on it. And... So, yeah, so that's we're seeing that. You guys, in other words, none of you answered my question. None of you foretold the future and told me if road racing is dying or it'll not. Come back. Truly it, 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 yeah, it, it's dying, it's truly dead. Yeah, it's dying, but it'll go on life support. It'll hang out in the ICU for a while. As long as and it'll come back. Middle aged, yeah. well, middle group, income guys can the next keep group buying middle aged, <coughs> higher income, because yeah. that's the other thing is that the sport is expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can race on a $2,000 bike. You can. People don't think you can, but you can actually do it. But 
that's a discussion for another time. And your notes <laughs> probably don't have that. Well, I was actually, you know, it said cycling's dead. I was going to talk about the Vuelta. I'm sure all of you guys were riveted to the Vuelta. Chauvin's kind of just, I'm slowly watching him slip into his chair. I don't understand how Chris Froome can win two Grand Tours in one year, that close together. I'm suspect. Okay, a lot of things plan. happening with the Vuelta this year, as we can say. It just ended today. Chris Froome wins his second uh, Grand Tour of the year. Um, Alberto Contador goes out on what could, some could call a high note, um, and, and the race is over. Kroom, Kroom, Froome won three jerseys, I think. In fact, yeah, he was that, sprinting. The third one is bullshit. Which one? The, the green one. No, yeah. I disagree. No. It should be every day, same no. points every day. But yeah. Trenton was awesome, well, he, and he deserved it. Oh. And he, I didn't really care at the end. Then he should worry about the tour green, right? I mean, because that's how it's rigged. It's actually rigged. It, it's the, the sprinter's jersey in the Vuelta is not for sprinters. Anyway. It's for the most consistent, sorry. So consi uh, continuing uh, news with the, with the Vuelta, I, two things I wanted to touch. Actually, three things I wanted to touch base upon here. Maybe even four. But I got to go quick because we got trivia to play. Um, were, were things such as multiple rumors of motors being used in the Peloton. I have a new conspiracy theory in case anybody wants to follow along with my, my conspiracy theories. My current one is that Chris Froome constantly has mechanicals because the motors are starting to heat up. So he has to switch out bikes in, uh, so that the radar doesn't see it. Because that's, well, you know, and that's then the only he thing. has people wait for him, too. You know, those, yeah, those uh, yeah. So guys, I'm tired, so I'm yeah. going to kick back for a little bit. Um, so we got Froome, and I'm sure, I don't know about you guys, were you at that point where you were going, please, anybody but him? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not. No. No, you were hoping No, actually, would. I mean, as, as suspect as I am about Froome, I think he's, he's actually so ugly on the bike. He's fun oh, to yeah. watch. It's, it's actually now become a fun thing It's like a me. snakes on the plane kind yeah, of thing. It's, it's like a, he, he's, he's a train wreck the whole time on the bike, but he just keeps doing it. We were watching the, the, the tour earlier this year, and my wife's like, oh, that's it. He cracked, he cracked, and then he attacks. We're like, what? Yeah. You know, it, it's actually fascinating what the guy does. But Motor um, theory. Well, that no one can read his face whether he's cracking or not because yeah. he's looking right down Stairs. on his power meter the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's um, I, I don't know. I, I think he's a really great writer. I think it's fun to pile on him because that's what everyone does. I'm suspect of two grand tours in one year, but uh, that's this that's where we are right now. So let's go with it. So yeah. my pr my prediction on Froome is next year he won't win the tour. This will take two tours will take it out of him. He's really? Be, this is my prediction. You heard it here yeah. first. Yeah. And, and or, I think or he'll that's... Or he'll crash. Or he'll crash. Well, I, I'm actually impressed that he didn't crash more in the Vuelta. From staring at a stem? Yeah. Or just... Just, just, just those roads. That he last looked, day oh. looked like he was primed and ready to go he down. Looks After like a Solaire spider down, with like, some sort of a heart attack going on. By far riding. the ugliest bike rider probably in the history Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. But it works. It's efficient for him, I guess. So... Uh, top American finisher T.J. Van Garderen at 10th place. Um, maybe that helps helps contribute to the decline of American cycling. We'd have nobody to root for. That's certainly a point. Um, I think T.J.'s a great guy and probably will never win a Grand Tour. In fact, I can almost, I no. just feel like that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, I like the guy a lot. And it seems like even announcers, um, as I mentioned before, when I was on your show, Pat, that I, I have NBC Gold. And it's like everybody was, these Australians, it's so good to see TJ there. He's so, you know, he's yeah. going on and on and on. And uh, 
And then all of a sudden, of course, the same old. Uh, although it, it usually he cracks at the rest day. I was certainly stuff, so. bummed that he crashed when he did because he was looking really good up until that point. TJ? Yeah. Yeah. In T that stage that he crashed twice, when he was he had attacked with Condor. Oh, okay. It was he was looking great. If, if I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch that day. I have no if idea what you're TJ, talking. TJ, actually, that was a great day, Pat. You missed a good day. He was Thanks, in Portland. Yeah. TJ, um. Even if TJ was a top three Grand Tour writer, he wouldn't do it because the guy's boring. His interviews are terrible. He's just, he has no panache. He really doesn't. I mean, so he's, can we, can he we is, get, can we get American citizenship for Sagan? He, he's, he's actually, that, that would solve the problem right He's there. actually a really nice guy. I raced with him when he was a junior and he was really personable and nice, but he's just, he doesn't have the panache that um, Greg did or Lance did. You know, he doesn't have that, that, like people, want to listen to both of those guys and TJ it's like so that's why he's not going to win a tour no no if even oh. if he was top three he wouldn't help road the cycle. sport yeah he yeah. wouldn't help American road cycle yeah just like Andy Hampson really didn't either because Andy was nice guy but they loved him in Italy yeah but here they didn't know who he was so we have nobody to root for so that helps to contribute to the decline of our sport although I will say TJ Eisenhardt Get that guy a, a world tour contract right now, because he's fun. Yeah, and he's 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 weird. He's what we need. He's yeah. like Sagan Part Two. Well, no, it's it's really unfortunate that um, who are you Finney, talking about? Finney, T.J. Eisenhardt. T.J. Eisenhardt. Oh no, he's he's legit. no clue who he is. <laughs> and you obviously didn't I was watch. Wondering did if you watch somebody that in the Colorado room. Classic? Yeah. No. Oh, oh, he oh. sat on the he sat was, out on the front. I was still a. Oh yeah, he's the. Oh, he's a douchebag. No, he's, he's, just, not, he's, he's the one who's thing. doing like Hulu. Sh he's doing this kind of stuff on the but, podium. Oh my God! If, he's if moonwalking Sagan, to the podium. Sagan, if Sagan, if Sagan did that, you think you would think it was the greatest thing? Because yeah. Sagan is funny. This guy's just like, oh, he's no, no. trying too well, hard. Eisenhardt's like what, nineteen or twenty? I mean, he's young. He's a kid. So, but he's got a couple more of seconds ago. T.J. Van Garderen was boring when he was a good kid, and then all of a sudden you're saying this kid's 19. So T.J. Van Garderen is boring. I, 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 yeah, I did watch that guy, and I thought, yeah, God, no, no, oh, I think man, Nigel, somebody right. just you're smacked right. we this need kid. Him. He, he needs, a, and I would thought he was going to get a world tour contract out of that ride. He looked good that day. Okay, he drove me crazy. That's all I'm going to say. That uh, necklace, too. Everyone, do you guys see the necklace? He, like, stole yeah. it from his mom? Yeah, I did. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I saw pull, that. Like, it was jade. really cool. <laughs> Listeners you know can't what? understand when this, my when the, sarcasm. When, when this guy gets a pro tour contract and starts, like, winning, you're going to regret it. Oh, I will. I will eat my words. Because I'm sure he might get some sort of a publicist at some point in the times who just looks good. TJ, come here. Come here, buddy, buddy. You gotta lose the necklace. It's basically the equivalent of one of those candy things. It looks really, really stupid. We're not laughing with you, TJ. We're laughing at you. Could I put a request in for a beer? I won't edit that out. You guys are putting your hands in the air? Do you think <laughs> Steph isn't here to take care of you? You got to go to her. Much. I'm the one with the mic, wireless mic, though, so I can go get a beer whenever I want. Uh, before we get to games, last th last topic on the Vuelta is is the the retirement of Alberto Contador, um, a man who I'm sure all of us at one point in time voted against. May I stop you? No. If, if you want to talk about 
just a little hit this like American Cycling. Yeah. Cannondale Draypack. That's a yeah. Now they, they got funding, and then in the back, the, you know, the crowdfunding was was way up there. So to me, there's a there's an amber in the fire there. That Educational foundation. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So maybe there is a little hope, you know, and I think that's great uh, that they were able to come up with the money. So kudos. I think that's a good thing. I like that better than Contador. You guys? You think he's celebrating with a steak seasoned with clenbuterol right now? <laughs> so there, there's a, there, here's my clenbuterol story. There's a guy. Cumin and clenbuterol. There's a By the way, guy who raced in Seattle who won Masters track last year, and he just got popped for clenbuterol. And he tried to do the tainted meat thing and all that. This just, he just, you saw it, just handed it down about two weeks ago. And it was someone, uh, Nigel may have raced against him. I know I have. But he just got popped for. Uh, well, why won't she say his name? Ah, uh, because he's a douchebag. I don't. No, I don't want to. Like, it's like why you don't say the name of terrorists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of it's thing. just. Yeah. It's just. So. <laughs> we'll just refer to him as Lord Voldemort Tony, from here on through. Tony Blazejack is his name, and he. Oh, I totally have raced against that guy. <laughs> and it was, and he was a guy who got fast quickly, and then he moved to the track, and then he got popped. And I know people who are friends with him be like, "No, he's totally innocent." And I'm like. I don't think so, because that's you know yeah. So it happens. It happens. That's where most of our doping could, violations are coming. And we could talk about Kale Leo Grand getting popped with seven different things for a Masters event. The rock racing guy, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, right down in Boise. yeah, yeah. There was a guy down in Boise oh, that Tim, got popped. Tim Root. He's, yeah, he's a jerk. I, I definitely, he's a jerk. He's, I, I definitely raced, raced against yeah, that dude. Yeah, he's a jerk. I've lost control. We were talking Sorry. about Alberto, Alberto Contador, and then we got into stakes, and now we're talking about. You know, Alberto is fun to watch experience. race, at least. At least he attacks. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, exactly. He's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, I think it's uh, for me when I watch football or cycling, I just let all the doping stuff go away, and I try to get entertained because that's what it's about. So Alberto is fun to watch, and I'll miss him for that. So he's not paint drying. No. That's good. Actually, he would be paint drying to someone watching football. And that's the problem with cycling. But we like cycling for that. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Saturday, he was far from paint drying. On he was incredible. Angleroo, yeah. Angleroo, or however it's pronounced correctly, right? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Great race. Yada, yada, yada. So there's our, our fun discussion portion of the evening. Now, you guys, we get to turn to the part where you guys actually get to win something. Um, anybody who actually came to see us here, we have a table of goodies. And all you have to do is pick a name, OK? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to move on to our trivia portion of the evening. I have categories. And Paul, Ted, and Nigel are going to be the poor schmucks who have to answer the questions. All you simply have to do is I will take a momentary break. We have slips of paper up here. You write the name of one of the three that you are rooting for, who you think is going to win the trivia contest today. And if that person wins, you get to choose from our prize table that consists of, we've got noon products, we've got hats from various races I went to throughout the year, we've got an old sponsor, VeloJerseys.com, with classic cycling caps, we've got scratch hydration products, and we've got some fig bars that Nigel brought. Did you make those, Nigel? Did you? They're a sponsor. They're prepackaged. The topic is all cycling. Yes, the topics are all cycling. It's medicine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The topic is medicine. Quantum yeah, well, physics. I have four different categories they're going to be going for. So, 
we'll pause momentarily in the show, and if anybody wants to join in and, and be a part of the competition, please come up and write a name down on a slip of paper. All right, well, everybody writes down names frantically on pieces of paper to hand in to win all the great prizes. We have to come on for a moment and say thanks to our friends who gave us some of those great prizes, including Noon Hydration, NoonLife.com, N-U-U-N-Life.com. Go and check them out. Great hydration products, and they've been a great helper of this special episode with some product to hand out to our friends who were there in attendance. And also, we have to say thank you to the great folks over at Honey Stinger, honeystinger.com, all kinds of nutritional supplements for you to get you through to the finish line without being a bonked, shredded pile of garbage. I think we gave everybody long enough to write their names down. God, don't you love the modern technology of this world? Back to the live show, Pack Filler Live. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, you guys, we are back, and it is time for the games portion of the evening. Um, what we're going to do here is um, how, how we set this up is um, with votes have been placed, and, the, and basically we have, a, our, as I said before the break, we have our prize table of all kinds of fun stuff we're going to give out. The people in the audience have voted for who they think is going to win, and if that person wins, they get to choose from the prize pal. The people actually on the panel walk away with nothing. They don't get crap except the good beer buzz. It's like a bike race for me. Yeah. I get nothing. <laughs> get your stuff and then leave early, right? Never win. Exactly. All right. So what we do is we have uh, we have different formats for each each uh, uh, version of the game. The first, uh, for example, uh, let me see. The first one is um, the first person to to respond to each question. So you would probably, instead of a buzzer, just say your name, and that'll mean you're basically chiming in and you're ready to answer. Does that make sense? So Paul, if you wanted to answer first, you'd say, Paul. And then I'd say, yes, Paul, and then he'd answer. And if he's wrong, somebody else could say, Ted. And then Ted would answer, and then Ted would be wrong, and then Nigel would just go home. <laughs> All right, does that make sense? I don't even get an option Got to it, be wrong. Of. No, because, you know, okay. Our first, our first category, are you ready? is entitled, Who's Paying the Bills? Okay, I'm going to name a sponsor of a current or old school pro road team. You have to tell me what the company's product or service is. So for example, if I was to say BMC, 
Bicycles. Bicycles. Paul. Paul. Bicycles. I already lost. We are screwed. Right. Yeah. We are screwed. Okay, so we, uh, we understand that, correct? Nigel's yeah. sitting close to me, so I have to keep my, my questions I'm close to the chest here. I'm not even looking at you. All right. Some are new. Some are old. Some are really old. Okay? So let's see how ancient you guys are in the sport. Our first team sponsor, made famous by the great Sean Kelly, is Koss. You will not lose I, I points for guessing. You will I not knew, lose I points for guessing. This is rigged towards Paul. Oh, man. I'm uh, sorry. Time's up. Uh, Koss is a soft drink manufacturer, uh, just in case everybody what was country, wondering Pat? out there. Spain. Is this Spanish? Is it yeah. really? So he knows that. What's well, because he went to that. Spain. <laughs> I, I'm personally thinking Paul's going to walk away with this one Last right thing. when I get out there. Second team. Carrera. Ted, Paul. Ted first. Jeans. Jeans is correct. Ted takes our first point. Nigel is looking like a dog when he catches you in the bedroom doing something icky. <laughs> Next team. Get to that. Next team. You, you kind of had that confused look on your face. <laughs> Kofidis, a French team. Nigel. Nigel. Agri agricultural credit. Credit is, mm -hmm. is correct. So we've got points on the board for Ted and Nigel. Here I said Paul was going to win. Now I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> Next team. Movistar. Nigel. Ted. Nigel. Uh, communications, telephones. Oh, and he pulls into the lead, everybody. You can taste the tension in the room. <laughs> Two teams remain in this competition. Alpacin. Nigel. Nigel. Caffeine shampoo. Caffeine-based shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Anybody see the irony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that this isn't recorded live yeah. with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next team. Like this coffee. one's going to go fast. Segafredo. Nigel. Nigel. Coffee. Coffee is correct. Nigel's pulling a lead. Yeah, you can Our final who pays the bills? Multaney. Made famous by Eddie Merckx, one of the hats. Paul. Paul. Sausage. Paul is correct with the sausage. <laughs> And that brings to the end of round one. In the lead with four points is Nigel, second place, uh, tied with Paul and Ted. Our second round is also a first answer wins. I get to decide, however, if the, if the answer is, is of my pleasing. So uh, you'll understand when we get it. This next category is called Dick, Doper, Dead, Done, or None. You're curious, aren't you now? I'm going to say the name of a writer. You are going to decide if he or she is a dick, a doper, proven doper, dead, or done, which means retired, or none, which means they are still going. Any questions, gentlemen? That's a, that's a lot of... There's a lot of possibilities yeah, here. Yeah. Dick, doper, dead, done, or none. It could be three of those. Well, that's why I get to decide. Oh, okay, gotcha. Our first writer is... Richard Veronk. Ted. Ted? He, he's a doper. I will accept doper because he is, he was a convicted doper. He's, 
French, so therefore he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done yet. So every writer, and he's done. And he's done. So yeah. I, I, I was hoping somebody would come up with Doper first. All right, next writer, Andrew Tolansky. Nigel. Nigel. Done. He is done. Never convicted. Next writer, Philippe Gilbert. Nigel. Nigel. None. Correct. You I guys, don't like Nigel. I don't either. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything other than next writer is Nigel Davies. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Dick. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> that should right. have been the next question. Our next writer, Nasser Buhani. Nigel. Ted. Oh, Nigel. Dick. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> he is indeed a dick. He's fantastic. He is, he's I, The fact great. he got kicked out of the Tour de France for punching somebody. The fact that he, like could, he didn't even get to the he couldn't, line. He couldn't get he to the... He didn't get punched, pun, uh, he didn't get kicked he didn't, out. He didn't get kicked out, but he Because he's French, which but means he he's got, a dick. But he yeah. couldn't make <laughs> it to the Tour one. Because he punched somebody in a yeah, hotel yeah. room. There was one yeah. year he was supposed to get to the French like championship, the and he got in a fight with someone at a hotel because they were too loud. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Now, I like him. You're wrong. None. <laughs> Dick is actually what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. Our next writer, <laughs> Floyd Landis. Ted. Ted? Doper. He is. I would take Doper first. I'd have also accepted <laughs> Doofus. <laughs> um, I'm also going to add successful pot businessman. Exactly. exactly. We're still on the Doper thing then. Do hey, what, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, anything yeah. about the, the doping part. Do what you know, right? <laughs> Our next writer. The one and only Lance Armstrong. Nigel. Oh, who won that one? Who chimed in first on that one? The audience, anybody have a clue? Let's go with Ted because Nigel's kicking ass. Ted? First and foremost, he's a dick. Thank you. I agree. First and foremost, he is a dick, which means uh, Ted gets the point. We're getting down there. Laurent? 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 Jalabert. Ted. Ted. None. Correct. And he, he did the, my wife pointed it, he did 70.3 world championships did today. He? And was 11th in his category. Wow. So he, he yeah. He, he's, so he's still not doping. He is still very active and, and pretty amazing. He's also a doper. No. He's not he confessed. Convicted. Did he? Yes. Yeah, but you oh. already gave me the That's point. That's why he lost his I already contract gave the point. With, with. Our next rider? There were bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> Our next writer, Laurent Brochard. Ted? Ted? Uh, none. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to uh, say that's incorrect. Nigel. Nigel? Dead? I'm gonna have to say that's incorrect. Paul, take all I'm the time I'm going with Doper. <laughs> and the dick, because he's French. You suck, because all he did is he's done. He's just retired. Oh. Final said, rider, Laurent Brochard. You said... You said none. I said none. He's done. Oh. Oh, oh, he's still gone. Final rider. There's too many choices. Final rider. Laurent? Dead. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, Fignon. Yeah, Nigel. Uh, Nigel? Dead. You didn't chime in correctly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, that's who I was thinking of last time. So it's so funny. I was, that's I picked that. Just see how I did that. Uh, End of round two, we are looking at Nigel with eight points. Fignon Ted, five. Too, though. 
Yeah, but he's more dead than he is doped. It's my podcast. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) Paul is... um, um, Paul's on the board with one point. (laughs) All right, we have two remaining categories in our trivia for the evening. This... uh, uh, the third category, if I could find my description. Um, oh, yeah, cycling movie quotes. I provide the movie. I mean, the quote, you provide me the movie. All right? This is our last game before our, our final here as we get closer. Okay. Do we get bonus points if we say who said it? It is a cycling... I, no, I don't give bonus points. <laughs> this isn't a ribbon for everybody that participates. Barry there. Muzzin. <laughs> It's damn good. It's damn good. Uh, it has to be a, a, a movie in which cycling played a key part. Quicksilver. Okay. Shh. Ted, just, just be quiet. All right. First correct answer wins. First quote is, are you really going to shave your legs? Ted. Not Ted. Breaking away. Correct. For Ted. Second quote. Once you've got it up, keep it up. Nigel. That was a close chime in, but Nigel? American Flyers. American Flyers is correct. Paul, your mic working? No. (laughs) Third quote. I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. Ted. Ted? Quicksilver. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Nigel. Nigel? Flying Scotsman. I'm sorry, that too is incorrect. Can you repeat? You've got all the time in the world, Paul. I'm a loner Dottie, a rebel. I knew this one would throw him. You guys are killing you, isn't it? We got audience members who want to shut up. Roger Thompson. Roger Thompson. Roger Thompson had his hand up. No, there's no helping Paul. (laughs) I've let a lot of people down, but I tried to clarify. I drank for nine hours. Some of the audience has the movie. What's the movie? Pee Wee's Big Adventure is our movie. Okay. That's a, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a stretch yeah, to call yeah, it a cycling yeah. There's movie. There's a bike in it. <laughs> There's a bike in it. Yeah. <laughs> Played with. All right. Next quote. I got to move my microphone away from my face to do this one. Marcus! Paul. Paul? American Flyers. American Flyers is correct. Paul comes on the board Finally. with an extra point. Because Paul has been known to scream that out mid-bride. Yeah. <laughs> Quote number five. I'm Jerome. You're a goddamn Ted, Paul. Can- Ted? American Flyers. American Flyers. I'm a Jerome. You're a goddamn cannibal. And that's a big rock. Yeah. Who, why didn't it win an Oscar for best nah, original know. screenplay? Kevin I Costner? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I want American food. Damn it, I want French fries. Paul. Nigel. Paul. Breaking away. Breaking away. Paul's coming on strong in the end. You notice the old movies that I got. You know, it's not that. I wasn't going to say Yeah. Quote number eight, I think. I don't know. I lost track. Sometimes things don't happen the way you planned. Sometimes you could end up Lower than you started. Think about what I just said. God, I'm glad this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> dead air is the term we have in radio. Sometimes things don't happen the way you planned. Sometimes you could end up lower than you started. Ted. Ted? I'm just going to go with Quicksilver. You are correct. Ted wins it with ticks. Quick tick, tick, tip. I've just been waiting to use that. Yeah, Quicksilver. 
best cycling movie ever. Oh, I don't know. Next to Rad. Careful. I like to ride. Fixed gear, no brakes, can't stop, Paul. don't want to eat. Or Paul? It's Quicksilver. Sorry, that's not no. correct, Paul. <laughs> I've never even seen this movie. I like to ride. Fixed gear, no brakes, can't stop, don't want to either. Ted. Ted? Rad. <laughs> you just want to say rad. Nigel? I'm you have good. I'm good. Movie. Just moving, moving right along. I actually, do know, I actually do know now. Do you? you can give but it to me. I won't give you the point, but what is uh, it? Is it a Flying Scotsman? No, it's not. Oh, well, what is it? It's Premium Rush. What the hell is that? Yes. Who's seen Premium Rush? It's another Messenger movie. I don't know this movie. I think well. it's about Messenger bikes. And I have Jimmy seen Johns. It. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey, there's some strong guys. Oh, they're yeah, very the strong Jimmy, guys. Jimmy you Jones. order the turkey, Tom? Oh. Yeah, that's 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 Jimmy Johns. <laughs> My final quote of the movie quote segment of the, the evening. Oh, Dave, try not to become Catholic Ted. on us. Who was that? Who was Ted. That? Ted. Ted was? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no, I blanked. American Flyers. Uh, I'm not, sorry, that's incorrect. That's not Nigel. Right. Paul. Oh, Nigel. Breaking Away. Uh, yeah. Breaking Away is the correct response. Nigel pulls to a 10-point lead with Ted. At seven, Paul on the board I, with three. I don't three. think you can have a ten-point lead when you only have ten points, but that's all right. He's leading with ten points. Don't make fun of me. I could turn your mic off. <laughs> Probably be for the best. Okay, our final, our final category before we do our, our last little bonus is, is simply entitled, What Would a Roadie Do? All right? I'm going to provide you with various situations. Where did my scoring sheet go? I'm going to provide you with various situations that would happen to a roadie. All right? All three of you get to answer. This is not a quick round response. Um, according to my, I get to judge which one is obviously the best, but the audience is going to help me out in terms of judging this. So, um, for example, if I were to say, now nah, I'm not going to give you an example. All right? I just want the best response you guys can provide. And we'll start with Paul and work our way towards Nigel. All right? First question, what would a roadie do? What would you do if a car violently passes you blaring on the horn? What would I do? What would you do? What would, what would Paul the roadie do if a car violently passes you blaring I, on I the horn? I usually put on a really retarded face, put my helmet in the back of my skull, and wave like, oh, they're being friendly. That's, that's Okay. Yeah. Wave, wave with his helmet back. I give excessively friendly waves. Another friendly wave, yes. but without the helmet back. Correct. Nigel, you could make or break. You could say wave, and I could give none of you points because it's the same answer. Or you could come up with something completely but new is that is actually, inside that twisted mind of you. Paul, you probably That's do this exactly too. What I yeah. Do. I also wave. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot. That was a I'm stupid question. Was, that was I, just I, stupid. I, I, I'm going to take a don't point blame away us. from each of you for that. Just all right. All right. Like How about let's address that same question and just say what is the wrong thing a roadie should do? Because we're we're trying to promote. No, I like to know that we're Although, all saying. Oh, okay. So double... so you want to what you're searching for? I want is something just... funny, Paul. I want something funny. I want good material for my podcast. That is... so the helmet back and waving was not. I, okay. Actually, I'm going to give right, it to ahead. you because you added more than just waving. <laughs> Paul, everybody, receives the point for putting his helmet I, back. I think I got this figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would a roadie do? You are out training alone, and some random unknown rider starts drafting. Break wind. 
<laughs> and I do do that. <laughs> uh, Ted, would you like to follow that one up? Nope. <laughs> Someone else gets the point. <laughs> Nigel? I like to start a conversation and ask them, especially if they've caught up to me, how fit they're feeling, and if I keep pushing the pace, will they stay, stay there? Do you, do you do that? God, you're an elitist. I'll take the fart. Yeah. I think the fart. Paul I, gets I, the I fart. already knew I was going to lose because the fart was a great answer. Paul gets the <laughs> fart. Yeah, Paul wins for the fart. Okay. Um, Ted, I have a feeling you might enjoy this one. A clearly beginning cyclist or even a triathlete, not to pick on our triathlete friends, with disposable income starts quoting the Velominati rules to you in mock ridicule. Heads, uh, Nigel's looking at me like he doesn't know the Velominati rules. I, I, uh, okay, he does. Honestly, well, you're starting with Paul. Oh, okay. Can you repeat that, please? A, uh, a clearly beginning triathlete with disposable income starts quoting the Velominati rules to you in mock ridicule. I just tell him to fuck off. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Welcome, all of See, our. See, this adults. is why I wanted to go first because Paul has the correct answer. He because, took it. Yeah, he this, took the Velominati rules are stupid if you take Wrong. them seriously. If you it, take them seriously, yes. And there are people who take them seriously, and they are wrong, and they are fucking assholes. You've got this look on your face like, I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. I, I, just, I would just tell them to see rule five. Oh. Audience, we got a tiebreaker here. Um, uh, I, I, I believe Ted and Paul have the same answer. I could either give them each the point or we could go with Nigel actually quoting a rule back to them. Uh, could I have a round of applause for the, the bad word boys? And, and, and now, you, but by the way, does everyone know what rule five is? We've, we've chased Jed in his Okay, harden the, the F way. up. It's, it's harden the f up. F up, yeah. So do I have a, ro a, a applause for, for Nigel's response? Yeah. Nigel's got the lead, so I'm giving it to Paul and Ted. <laughs> I, I really feel badly about that, because no that was threat. a pretty good answer, I thought. Jed, Jed just left with his child, because of your... Potty mouth. Hey, luck. Paul's potty I didn't mouth. say yeah. anything. He just left with his I kid. The H yeah. F out. We're, yeah. we're chasing people out the door. Next, uh, what would a roadie do? A friend we asks if he or she can borrow your bike. <laughs> Paul. Well, I'm always first. I'm, I'm well, we can start at Nigel. Yeah. Nigel, you want to go first? Go first. Yeah, sure. You can have my commuter bike. Oh. Okay. I still have my track bike. Here you go. <laughs> Paul? Somebody wants to borrow my bike? Yeah. No. Just no. Point goes to Paul. You never let anybody borrow your bike. Never. Um, Mid-race, you are in a breakaway and you run out of water. Ten. What would I do? Yeah. Cramp like a little bitch. <laughs> okay. Paul. I'd drink my own urine. <laughs> Nigel. I'm going to tell you what I wouldn't do, which is to take bottles from somebody else's team on the side of the road, which pisses me off to know. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I did that several times to the beer guys. 
Um, it's all right. I, I still hate you. Yeah. Cramp, urine, or not take something from someone else. It, yeah, it's 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 urine leads all the time. You know. <laughs> so many presidential jokes I could make right now. A long glorious ride. You stop for a beer. How many do you have, and how many do you say you had to your significant other upon returning home? I would use the rule factor on this. Which one, is? N plus one. N plus Unless one. Unless there's a separation, it's going to cause a separation or a fight, then it's N minus one. So if four beers, you're going to get away with coming home and sloppy. Three. Yeah. You're going to have three. If you're going to, if you're going to, you know you're hitting that tipping point, and that's three beers, you better make it two. If, if you're not going to have it, she's okay or he's okay, you can just keep going, just keep adding. Paul putting algebra into the yeah, podcast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is a smart group. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Ted. I don't drink. <laughs> As he swallows. Nigel. I ride for beer, so my wife already knows that I've had a few too many, and I just tell her exactly how many I've had, which is five. Says the guy who's been married for just about a year. <laughs> Things will change, my friend. Haven't screwed it up yet. How many, how many of you guys in the audience know the correct answer to this question? How many beers did you have, honey? One, two, three. Two. It's always two. People are holding up fingers in an audio podcast. I appreciate it, you guys. It's always two. But um, Paul threw algebra into it, and, and I, I just I wanted us to get close to a tie anyway. <laughs> I knew I was screwed on this round. <laughs> All right. Last of our quotes, and then our bonus question for 10 points each. Our last quote is, I mean, our last, what would a writer do, roadie do? You are offered a new, free, untraceable doping product. Look at him think about it. What, is it a suppository? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the tipping point, yeah. you know. So, wait. Tipping point. How fast? How fast am I going to go? Yeah. Um, okay. Do I, have I have to put to... it where? Yeah. No. <laughs> Suppository, no. Okay. <laughs> He's got limits. He's I think that's Paul's response. But, but... Yeah. Ted, do you have something that beats... Uh, By yes, the way, how do you feel about the suppository, Ted? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I... His voice cracked. I just... You know, no. I, I'm going to be stoic and serious on this and say no. Okay. Hell no. No, just no. Just no. Okay. Just no. Nigel? Well, I'm definitely a no, but I feel like I should add more than... Just you can't beat suppository. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to lose anything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Moving right along. I believe that should go on someone's headstone. You can't beat... You can't beat Here lies, you can't beat suppository. <laughs> I hope it's not mine. Although that would be a great... Actually, it'd be a great patch on the bottom of the jersey. <laughs> Somebody's following you, and they're reading that, you know. We have one of these beer and deer things on the back of ours now. Oh. Yeah. It's called a bear slash beer. Beer, bear? Beer, bear, deer. Bear, beer. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure the idea was great when you guys were thinking about yeah. it. How many we'd, beers? Had, we'd had five beers. Yeah. 
<laughs> according to your wife, right? <laughs> Two. All right, we are going into our final round and our final question. It is a one-question answer, and I will give you a couple seconds to think about it. Currently, point standings. Nigel sits at 10 points. Ted sits at 9. Paul sits at 9 points. Is this like Final Jeopardy? I am giving 10 points to the winner of this next question. 10 points, which means the out-and-out -out winner is going to be the one that wins this, all right? And I am going to be completely biased about your responses. So Paul wins. <laughs> no. Okay. Gentlemen, for 10 points, unlimited budget, describe your dream bike. I will allow anyone to go first. You can take a second. It's not like we have, you know, never mind. The problem there is one bike. One. That, that one bicycle. Equate. This no. is it. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Nigel's starting saw, with I the dream build. The other day, it was, it was quite impressive. Uh, this new BMC that had disc brakes, nice wide clearance. Stop tapping your feet, the mic's carbon. here. And I was, I was smitten with it, and somebody else had it, and it made me moderately jealous. So, disc brakes, full carbon. Maybe some 32 mil tires and the ability to put on some big fatty slicks. I apologize. Stock, more or less stock BMC. I, I was just smitten with it. I, I, don't, I, okay. I don't spend a lot of money. I have a $2,000 policy on bicycles, so th that was really quite a nice bike to me. So for the can, crank set? $2,000 for the crank set, right? Uh, no. Crank set? <laughs> Nigel has a has a dream BMC build. Gentlemen, whoever would like to proceed. Paul's like, go ahead, because I'm going to totally one-up you, Ted, with what I... So I'm going to go mid-old school. So not old school. I'm going to go a nice Serata titanium build. Aluminum rims, because I don't need that carbon stuff. I want to ride my bike. Uh, Durace. DI2, and that's about it. Keep it simple, but classic. I, 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 I like the idea of titanium. Never had one. Really wish I did. Um, carbon's just a harsh ride. Titanium is beautiful, and I can't quite go to steel because I know overall the titanium would be better. I would not have disc brakes because this is a road bike, so therefore <laughs> Good you man. don't have disc brakes. I would probably run some 25s or 28s on it, so I do need a little bit of clearance. But, yeah, so Serata tie, to be specific. Um, yeah, not an Italian thing, because those are crap. Uh, <laughs> they really are. They, like Pinarellos and what? I think you were doing really well until you okay. said the Italian was crap. <laughs> they really are. My brother has broken like three Pinarellos, so yeah, just not. But, but anyways, yeah, so the gist of it would be a nice titanium road bike. Not like, it, it has to look like a road bike. All right, my answer was I had it right off the bat. Then why so did you I, wait I until number three? Because I'm letting you guys have some fun here. You know. Knowing that you I want would purchase Eddie Merck's one-hour bike. I would not ride it. It would be uh, like on a pedestal and for all to see. But Eddie, Eddie Merckx is one hour. I saw it one time. There's a shop in, in Seattle, El Vecchio's, and he had it there for a while. And that was something else. But no, that, that record went 
years without being broken on that little bike. Bikes are meant to be ridden, I'll say. They are, Agreed. They are a uh, tool, not a jewel. So you're battling me on this. I am. Tool, <laughs> not a jewel. Did you just make that up? That just come flying out of nowhere? Tool, not a jewel. Yeah. Did, no, did you have that plan? Nope. You just say that quote in front of the mirror all the time? <laughs> tool. Yeah. No. Okay. You know what? I, I got I to gotta throw this one out again to you guys. Um, our three bikes we chose from were a BMC with discs. Hey, I was smitten, all right? <laughs> Just recently. A Thai Serata. If you don't know uh, Serata, built by Ben Serata, an American builder. No disc brakes. Kind of mid-classic. And then our third one was Eddie Merckx's record hour bike that he won't ride Ted says off mic um, I, I'm, I, I think we should honestly just go off of applause anyway stock BMC let's hear it those people are on my team that's because they put their names on your slip of paper <laughs> yeah it is uh, Ty Serrata God, for that great bike. And finally, Eddie Merckx's hour record bike. Let's take a look at How many names are Paul up there? This is completely rigged. Yeah, totally. I did. Know, know your audience, that's all I say. Just know your audience. Hey, uh, the, the, hey we may be outgunned, but I, I think I could take Paul on a race right now. So. I know you can. Did you, are you one of those people who's just like, yeah, fine. But I'll take you. I lost, but you're a jerk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even saying he's a jerk. A, a good no, example of why road racing no, is I dying just, right there. <laughs> one of those people who just goes home all sourpuss. Says he only I can beat you years. in a bike. <laughs> That's all I got right now. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it came down to it that even though most of you signed a piece of paper with Paul Maine's name on it, um, I think we can... can probably agree that, that Paul Main wins our first edition of Pack Villa Trivia. <laughs> nice comeback. Well done, yeah. Paul. Talk about a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. We're going to draw for prizes from our great friends at Noon Hydration, Velo Jersey's Scratch. We've got some of Nigel's sponsors from, from his club at beer. We've got some hats that I randomly won at a bike race this year and would like to just give away. We've what got bike race did you do? How did you get all those hats? I was announcing. Um, we've got some... <laughs> you didn't even do the bike race? No, I just, I just <laughs> took shit. And you wonder why the road is dead. Because I was announcing the race. You didn't even give the stuff away. <laughs> Let me finish. We've also got some caps from a, a past podcast sponsor, um, VeloJerseys.com. We've got Multaney. We've got PDM, which makes... Tapes, chrome cassettes. Yep. We've got costs, which we now all know make sodas. All those types of things. We've got a Velcro wallet, people. It's kind of cool. I know. I'm going to allow the people, because I think we have enough for everybody to come up and grab something if you don't beat each other up. Um, thanks to our friends at Noon Hydration, who are a current sponsor for helping out with this. this. Um, I would like to take a chance and thank my three good friends for coming on the show. You guys, let's hear it for the panel of roadies. I would like to thank River City Brewing for having us here. 
that, delicious. That, that's actually who deserves the most thanks. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, we probably chase people out. Give them the fig bars. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to thanks to Steph, our bartender, who's actually didn't punch you guys in the face when you pulled up your Nigel. glasses and tilted the, that to was the side. Nigel. Let's say, cheer for Steph, you Pete. You thank, thank you, Steph. Thank you, guys, everybody. Be sure to check out packfuller.com for new and old shows. Subscribe to the podcast and rate us on iTunes. That is the end of our live Packfiller broadcast. Thanks, you guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.